Hello, Guardians. Welcome back to Tower Casuals, the Destiny podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Deering, and alongside me, back from his little hiatus, the blunderbuss bamboozler, Space Grandma's favorite child, two dregs in a Josh costume, Shahan's biggest fanboy, and the Kelliest of Kells, Josh Finney. Hi, Josh. Hi, Corey. It was a very weird week last week, not uh, not being on here at our normal time. But uh, I, I trust that Nerd handled the chair and the responsibility well. You know, he did good. good. Proud of him. He did he, good. He's, he's a nice young man. Uh, no, I was, uh, I'm very happy to be back. Uh, needed uh, needed to take some, uh, some time off. Needed to step away for a few days. Uh, not be online as much. And uh, it did a lot for me. So, but I'm back. I'm ready to talk some Destiny. I can't believe I, I messaged Corey last Thursday and I was like, I cannot believe that we have the details for Bungie's next game leaking out on the day that I'm not going to be here. Yeah, I mean, you want to touch on that real quick? I think. I yeah, think I, I, I want to. I want to hit that real quick at the top of the show. Um, yeah. So last week, because I was like, yeah, like, yeah I yeah. was really, I was really happy to talk about it last week, and then, no offense to nerd, but he's like. I don't know anything about Marathon. I'm like, oh. So, okay, I'm, like, I am not, like, ultra familiar with Marathon. I, I will be completely honest. Um, I, I've I've had my moments with it, but the kind of the basis of it is, like, Marathon, of course, Bungie's, Bungie's first IP, their first ever shooter. I'm extremely curious to see how this is adapted for a new generation. Um. I've seen a lot of poo-pooing uh, kind of about the idea in the last couple of weeks, or not couple of weeks, like in the last week, I guess, of uh, being like, eh, I don't know how I feel about this. Like, it's free to play, and like, free to play are three words that really, like, will put off, like, most FPS fans right away, right? Like, it has to be done yeah. right. It has to be something like Apex, or it has to be, you know... Fortnite, like it, it has to be the right type of game to really tap into it. I mean, like, look how many of us have made fun of Fortnite for years and now find ourselves with zero build playing a lot of Fortnite. Um, I think it's going to be something similar to this. Like, I the the challenge for me was trying to figure out what this is going to be on because it's when everybody saw NetEase, they were like, oh, well, this is the mobile game. Like, not necessarily. NetEase works on console games too. Like, NetEase is a smaller company that can, well, not smaller, but it's a company that is smaller than Tencent that is a competitor with Tencent in China. Um, China, Korea, etc. Um, this, the way that the wording was on the initial report was, this started out as a collaboration with NetEase. Um, and I have a feeling that those goals probably shifted sometime in development and they were like, hey, we could bring this to a console audience instead. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's a pretty safe bet. This is going to be PC, PS5, Series X. Mm-hmm. If it is free to play and the, the reports make it sound like, oh, there's going to be story expansions a la Destiny and whatnot. Um to me, this sounds like it's going to be free to play in the way that Destiny 2 is free to play. Like, eh, it's not really free to play, but, you know, good luck thinking that. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I see it, too. The, the other thing I, I kind of want to touch on is that 
you know, when Destiny was first announced, we had looter shooters. We had things like Borderlands that were starting to emerge. Mm -hmm. And there wasn't really something that had, like, nailed that. And I I still think Bungie has done, like, pretty poor on, like, the loot aspect. I think calling Destiny a looter shooter is disingenuous. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, like, an FPS RPG is much more in line especially with how destiny 2 has continued to evolve and whatnot it may have started out as a looter but it definitely is not anymore as far as i'm concerned right um and you know they always said they wanted it to compete and like be be alongside like fmos and things like that i mean raids the vault of glass was born out of you know luke smith and the raid team wanting to have an experience like in world of warcraft so I think when I look at this, you know, we have extraction shooters, you know, Escape from Tarkov being one of them. Um, you know, Call of Duty has done an extraction mode before. Um, the Division's Dark Zone is a very, like, mild version of an extraction game. Rainbow Six Extraction exists. Um, this kind of feels like Bungie tried to predict the future again and was like, what if we do this? Like, Marathon is a franchise that... I do not think a lot of people are nostalgic for. You're going to see a lot of, like, the older generation, I think. Like, and Corey, I, like, you, I would say you're even on the back end of that, right? Yeah, I actually, I mean, the the first time I ever played Marathon was actually, like, in the computer lab at school. Somebody mm-hmm. had installed it on a, you know, one of those, those Macs with, like, remember those, like, weird Macs with the colored backs on them? I do. Are, yeah, I, I played, Mar- I played, Dur- I think I played Durandell on that on one of those yeah i mean it was i like that you bring up mac because bungie originally made games for mac it was Mm -hmm. it was supposed to be mac's answer to doom yeah and And it it kind of was to an extent it it kind of is i like that they're reimagining this as a third person shooter Mm -hmm. oh yeah Um, this sounds interesting to me this is probably one of the games that so because i mean of course sony and microsoft both knew about you know destiny already this is probably the game that for me tipped sony into going i want this game um mm-hmm. i could see you know, now the the picture is kind of becoming a little bit more clearer when it comes to like the publishing rights which we know was like the center of the acquisition and like why microsoft ultimately did not get more aggressive about it um i have a feeling that microsoft because they when they brought it to xbox they technically published it mm-hmm Back in the day, I have a feeling that Microsoft wanted to be like, no, we want to, we like, this is a classic franchise. Like, you know, this is a, in the FPS world, like, this is a classic franchise. We want to make this exclusive. And I think that's where Bungie was probably like, no. Um, in addition to the rumored single player game that we've heard about, like, who knows if that is or is not happening or when it's happening. Yeah. Um, so, like, again, I, I think that this is like, much like Fall- when Fallout 3 came out, this is probably going to be like 95, 98% of us, this is probably going to be our very first interaction with Marathon. Um, there's Mar- the second set of armor, the armor you can get in Zer's Treasure Room in the 30th anniversary, that is inspired by Marathon, as well as the, I believe, the Wastelander shotgun and Pardon Our Dust, the grenade launcher, I believe those are both Marathon-inspired as well. Mm-hmm. So there's like there there's a lot of history there. It makes sense that Bungie kind of wants to go back to their roots a little bit. Um, obviously, they can't go back to Halo, uh, but they were smart to retain the ownership of Marathon. Um, I don't know. This, this game is probably the one that we've heard. Like we we know from the report that they're aiming to release it before 2025. This is probably that unknown IP that we've heard about. 
that Bungie themselves has even addressed uh, a couple times in the past. Um, that they want to launch one new War One non-Destiny IP. Um, this would not be a new IP, though. That's that's the thing I want to note. This would not be a new IP. Uh-uh. So maybe there's still something else. Um, I don't know. This is probably coming out post-final. Because you have to imagine almost everything is just batting down the hatches on Final Shape and on whatever the hell matter is. Like, is the, yeah. is did matter become this? Like, <clears throat> I don't think so, because that was an arena shooter no. from everything no. we heard. So, yeah. Um, the the word on the street is with this, though, that, like, it could be revealed at any time. Like, it's kind of probably ready to be shown. Like, they still need to, they need to staff up majorly for it. Like, it's past the conceptual phase, so they need to start, like, majorly hiring for it. Um, and as we all know, that's that's why CG trailers are shown so much, mm-hmm. is it's proof of concept, like, what we want to do, where we're going, and it's to make people want to come work for you. Bungie's not really hurting in that department. Um... So I don't think that'll be a problem. Like a lot of their positions are for unknown IP or for new IP and things like right. that. Right. Um, so so would so matter. So matter is probably the arena shooter, right? That's what we've decided, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, like for for lack of a better word, like uh, Destiny. Like I'm just gonna call it like a, a Destiny Crucible game. Right. Um, you know whether it ends up like Overwatch or Valorant or whatever remains to be seen, or it's just Crucible detached from the game. Um, you would have to think there would be some sort of cross progression between regular Destiny and Crucible. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would imagine that's what's being worked on because so many of the PvP leads are still at Bungie but are not working on Destiny actively. Right. So you have to think that's what they're working on. I think it's probably safe to assume that at least a couple of them shifted over to Marathon now. Yeah. Um, if it's going to be extraction based, like it would make sense. Um, so that's going to have a pretty heavy PVP component. And then, I mean, if they're working on anything else, like the, the mobile game, I mean, I'm not even, I'm not even focusing on that. Like whatever, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't, I'm not putting a ton of stock in that. Right. Um, so what would that be like, so would that be for like besides destiny, three other games in development because yes. or is what we knew there were three or four in development this right. time last year. So would that, and that, that mean, would that mean that marathon would be the hero shooter that we're talking about here or no, I, I, I don't, I think the hero, I think the because... hero shooter, I think the hero shooter we were hearing about, I want to say that that will likely be tied to the crucible game. Okay. Yeah, because I I was just I was just trying to. Think I, I'm not sure. Like, and that, that's the thing is like I'm not totally sold that the hero shooter is actually a thing either. I know yeah, we've talked about I'm it pretty just, extensively. I'm, I'm be- just I'm ahead. just thinking I'm just thinking like when I think extraction shooter, which is kind of what marathons. Been it, it's Escape from Tarkov. Right? It's, yeah, but like what I was my initial thought was like, well. You know, that Rainbow Six game that came out earlier this year was technically an extraction yes. game and you used yes. heroes, right? The heroes from Yeah, I mean I guess I guess I guess you're right. Um so and like, I, I full disclosure, I've never played Tarkov. I don't have a PC. Games like that just simply do not interest me. The only um, the only time I ever hear about Tarkov is because I follow Dr. Lupo and he plays it all the time. It's a very popular game with streamers. Yeah. Um Yeah, I don't I don't know. 
Yeah. Okay. So uh, once in game, players are given an extraction point on the other side of the map and must fight against other players and non-player characters to reach that point in order to escape. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm curious to see how this goes. Like, you definitely could do that. Obviously, um, you could have heroes. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be classes, but I wouldn't go so far as to, to maybe say they're heroes, right? Kind of like I guess, kind of like Destiny, right? Like you could probably have like a. I mean. I would medic, say you know, it would be heroes in like the, the way that Apex does them. I could 100% see that. Like you have a handful of ones that are free and that, that's where the free to play part comes in. Then you have to pay for subsequent heroes for additional ones. Um, I could see that happening. But I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure how like Bungie's traditional player base is going to react to a game like this either. I think that's the most interesting thing to watch here. Yeah. So... I don't know. I just this this whole thing is just kind of like, and of course, like all of this is just like our little predictions until we actually get something concrete announced. Um, yeah, which I would say is probably gonna happen sometime next year. I would be very surprised if we got through next year without getting Bungie's next game revealed. Um. I would even I wouldn't even be shocked if we got a cinematic trailer for a marathon at the Game Awards this year. Yeah, that I mean that would be the place where it makes sense. Yeah, uh, because at this point it's it's pretty apparent we're not getting a PlayStation showcase this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, they wouldn't do it at like a seasonal bunge like a Destiny reveal, would they? No, I mean that that wouldn't no. make sense. No, because uh, it would have to be it would have to say that they're going to do. Um, a Bungie showcase instead of a destiny showcase. Right. And like, they've, they've been very specific in their wording. They call it like a destiny Two showcase. So like, even then we were like, man, could we see like a destiny spinoff or could we see a mobile game? Like that's until they like drop the two off of that. No. Um, I'm just, I don't know. I'm very curious to see how this ends up going. Yeah. So, but Corey, we have a lot of, a lot of destiny talk to do this week yeah yeah let's 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 talk some destiny man there's a lot there's a lot going on um i did also we we had a question um and i feel like a bad host i have not listened to last week's episode yet um did you guys pick a you did not pick a nickname winner last week correct no because it's reserved for you okay so so... we're extending we're extending the contest by a week okay okay so we'll did you did we read nicknames from last week? No, we okay. didn't. No, I, okay, I, okay. I we were saving them for you. I had a few for I had a few for uh, nerd though. Okay, okay, that was fun. got you. Including okay. including Shaq's undergarments. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. All right, I wanted we to make sure to, we, we, we talked a lot too of, far behind. We talked. We did. We did do a lore corner last week though. Okay. So. Um. So you know, Twab, it's. It's not quite as beefy as, you know, I was led to believe. Uh, all the people go, like, oh, my God, it's so beefy. Like, eh, it's it's all right. It's fine. Um, first things first up here at the top, um, you know, of course, um, we found out earlier today that the voice actress who plays Ikora, like, just before this published, uh, ended up getting rushed to the hospital. Yeah, um, has multiple clots in her lungs. So, uh, you know, hoping for the best for her and a speedy recovery. Uh, Mara Junot, I hope I pr- pronounced her name correctly. Um, 
English voice of Ikora Ray uh, as of the Witch Queen. So hoping her a safe and speedy recovery there. Uh, there's some cool uh, threads of light or uh, haunts of threads of fright is what they're calling it here. Cool. Uh, one themed around Celesto, one around Maskless Darth Vader, and one around Silent Hill. Uh, if you want to check those out. But the meat and potatoes of this week. Crafting. We're going back to crafting. I, I was off for a whole week and they're like, oh God, we got to bring him back. We got we to give him some crafting. We got to give him some crafting news. Uh, Deepstone Crypt, as of next season, you can craft Deepstone Crypt, Deepstone Crypt weapons. I'm very excited about this. Each encounter has a chance to drop a deep sight version of a raid weapon. And players may purchase one per week from the final chest after defeating Tanix. When Deepstone Crypt is the featured raid of the week, encounter drops are uncapped. This means you can run a full raid in each encounter multiple times, hunting for deep sight drops. I will be farming the ever-loving hell <laughs> out of the uh, security encounter to get trusty drops. Trusty yeah. and succession drops. I will be yep. uh, trying to get those too. Did you see the meme going on around today? Uh, it was like this uh, airport escalator thing that says it was like uh, Guardians when they find out Deepstone Crypt uh, weapons are craftable. And it's just like people just flooding down this escalator, like oh, walking yeah. over each other. Yeah. Pretty funny. <laughs> um, I, I'm so excited for this. Uh, Chris Proctor talked about it a little bit here. Um, when updating perk pools on older weapons, the goal is to keep the most beloved combinations and drop the rest to make room for new perks. With Deep Deepstone Crypt specifically, we look for new perks that synergize well with the perks that originated with Deepstone Crypt. Reconstruction, recombination, and redirection. Um, I.e. perk combinations could look like reconstruction plus focus fury or four times the charm plus redirection. We also took the opportunity to add perks to weapons that have never had them before. We've created quite a few new perks since Beyond Light Shift. We're excited to see how players mix and match for their builds. Here are some roles I'm personally excited for. Heritage, which is the slug shoddy, reconstruction of focused fury, posterity as the hand cannon with bolt shot rampage. That's going to be spicy. That's, that's. Mm, and my that's personal spicy. favorite, this, I swear to God, when I get it, like, good luck prying this out of my hands. Trusty, which is the scout, the solar scout rifle with rapid hit and incandescent. And there will be a new origin trait for the weapons called Bray Inheritance. Uh, so I'm very excited. Uh, Reconstruction is confirmed to be a crafted trait. It'll be a craftable perk. So I'm very, very interested to see how that goes. Um, and starting on December 6th, when the next season launches, you will be able to start crafting them. That is a very welcome addition. Um, Johnny and I were talking about this earlier, and... We're both really happy to see this. Um, I would argue that something like Last Wish or Garden of Salvation needs this more. Um, and irregardless, it shouldn't have taken as long as it has. I understand that to do this probably means that you have to do less weapons somewhere else. Um, and that maybe, you know, other areas are going to suffer a little bit, unfortunately. But with it being standard now for at least raids... Um, when they drop, I have a feeling that Vault of Glass will probably be the next one to get this treatment. I'd almost like to see us like settle into a cadence of like every season we're updating an older activity, which leads us to our first question of the night. I'm reading this out here instead of later on because it's relevant to something that I really wanted to discuss tonight. Let me get this question pulled up for us. I think it's from, is it from Zhao? No, it's not. Where is it? Where are the questions, everybody? Fuck. 
Oh, it's from Tiger Jesus. Sorry. Sorry. Tiger Jesus. Getting my questions mixed up. Tiger Jesus writes in and asks, do you guys think the core activities will get a major overhaul the whole year of Lightfall? All right. Let's uh, everybody pull up a chair. Come on, Josh. Everybody uh... pull up a chair because um, I got to I got to tell you about the way of the world. I'm going to adjust my chair. (laughs) Fuck no. Um, It's not happening. We've been asking for this. I kid you not. Like, this has been a community request, like, since Shadowkeep. Um, We kind of halfway got it with Beyond Light when they started introducing playlist-specific weapons for Strikes, Gambit, and Crucible. And then they just kind of stopped. We thought that the next evolution of that was going to be, in terms of, like, loot acquisition, was going to be the Saint-14 system. They did Saint, and then they introduced, um, you know, Iron Banner and Gambit, and we were like, yes, this is great. And then they just kind of stopped. For whatever inexplicable reason, we haven't gotten this on strikes, for, like, regular-ass strike weapons. I'm not even asking for nightfall Mm -hmm. weapons. I'm asking for regular strike weapons and crucible weapons. You mm-hmm. still cannot focus those engrams. Nope. That is wildly maddening to me. I don't understand why Gambit gets that perk, but you can't do it for the other two activities, which I think the overwhelming majority of the player base is much more likely to go play. Right. Um, That would be step number one towards revamping these, okay? If you were able to do that. Um... Two, I think revamping playlists looks a lot like... I mean, we can't even begin to talk about revamping playlists before Bungie goes in and, you know, addresses the mountain of concerns with PvP. Um, It's pretty clear that we've kind of hit a tipping point for the PvP community over the last couple of months. um, To the point where... And this is going to tie into a later question we have from Joe Asus. Um, They are making their concerns very loudly known they're they're basically at the point of we're no longer asking we're flat out telling you that we're getting refunds and i think i I, again i think there's a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it i think expressing like hey i'm gonna get a refund because i don't see you like wanting to take care of like the pvp side of the game well i mean you kind of knew that back in august why'd you go ahead and pre-order it anyways like right what was the whole point of that um and then swearing they're not going to buy it, like okay, yeah, cool. We'll we'll see you. Ne- we'll see you in two weeks. You know, right. we'll we'll see you back here around Thanksgiving time. Mm. Got it. Mm. Um, I think that it kind of sets a pattern though of they're not wrong in that Bungie has seemingly just gone completely quiet on the PvP side of things. I understand, and I totally understand the frustration. Like I think some of the changes that have been made have been a little on the wild side. Um, I'm not quite sure that control needs quitter penalties, but I think that's also born out of a lot of people were quitting matches because they didn't like who they were playing against, or there was a six stack on the other team and this and that, like they were just quitting out. And those same people are now upset that they are being temporarily banned from matchmaking. And it's like, well, in y'all's case, I kind of understand this. Like the, the only people I can understand, like being legitimately upset about the quitter penalties is those who have connections that occasionally get dropped mine does that mine mine does that full disclosure um i get that message when i start playing gambit 
my right. internet has been known to kick me when I'm in Gambit. For whatever reason, it's like only in that mode. I think my internet's trying to save me from myself. Somebody in well, AT&T is looking fair, out for me. To be fair, your internet also cuts out during the show sometimes. Well, we figured that out, though. We think we have genuinely figured out that it's Discord that's crashing my internet, which is hilarious. Um, yeah. Like of all the things <laughs> janky laptop it actually takes up a ridiculous amount of like ram to run that on a computer from a decade ago who would know um but i i don't think we can begin to talk about the health of the other players i mean everybody knows gambit has been down bad for like three years now they have tried repeatedly to fix gambit inject some life into it that's just not going to happen um they're trying new modes for gambit i don't think those have gone over well either um, that that playlist is better than a doornail, as far as I'm concerned. Like it's, I think it's time just to take Gambit completely out of the game. Um, bring it back as like its own timed event, a couple times a season or something, like once a month or something. Bring it back, call it Trials of the Nine, call it whatever you gotta call it. Um, yeah, this Gambit Gambit almost seems like a mode that could could be like <laughs> like Crimson Days thing or something. You know, I mean, not like four Crimson Days, but you know, like just like a. Two I, I, yeah, I think I think it would be like a year long of a uh, uh, all year thing, but it would be like three or four times a season they would bring it back. It yeah. would not be like a permanent mode. Yeah. Um, Almost like Iron Banner. Yeah, very very similar to Iron Banner or like Trials, how they're only around for like certain times. Uh, maybe not Trials, but Iron Banner definitely. Um. I think that Gambit probably needs to be taken out, though. And it yeah. needs to be brought in maybe, like, three, four times a season max. That'll allow... That'll, like, ease the frustrations a little bit, I think, maybe. Maybe allow for some, like, more targeted fixes for it. Give the... And especially because, like, you haven't given us... We haven't gotten a new map in two and a half years. Right. Hell, it's been even longer than that. It's... God, we're going on... It's been, like, three. Three and a half-ish? Yeah, it's been about three and a half the last time we got a new map for gambit was before shadow keep that's, that's so long ago yeah it was a season of opulence that's frankly inexcusable we've had whole ass raids getting introduced and taken out of the game in that time um gambit feels like a mode that was never supposed to be here like long term and then they just kind of leaned into it i frankly think oh. Gam gambit probably should have been vaulted alongside uh Shadowkeep and maybe brought out like a year or two later. I wonder I wonder if it was one of those modes that they meant to be some sort of seasonal or some sort of like extra mode that they brought in and then they had to get Destiny 2 out the door and they needed to have something else in there. You know? I don't know. Maybe I'm just making stuff up now. That's I don't. What I, it feels like. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not. I. I can't speak to that one personally. Um, this feels like something that because I mean it was brand new for Forsaken and it was a big deal, and I, I genuinely think it was good for like the first year. It started showing problems during the Shadow Keep year, I would say, mm -hmm. um, and then from like the beginning of Beyond Light onward, it's just been completely unplayable. Um, yeah. Because the, the problems with it, like, there were problems in the very beginning, and it was linear fusion rifles, hilariously. Um, and then it was fine. And then Truth was brought in, and Truth just made it a complete nightmare to play Gambit. Um, yeah. I think that was that that was kind of like the beginning of the end for it, and it kind of, I don't want to say, like, limped along. There were definitely ways to counter it um, as it went on, but towards the end of Shadowkeep, beginning of 
beyond light it just became completely unplayable i think at that point it probably sh- they should have been like okay and it, hindsight is 2020 right like we should have been able to sit here and say well that needs to go into the vault and so we can fix it and give it like the attention it deserves like oh we need to start shifting our attitude we need to shift all our resources to fixing pve and pvp we cannot allow this to get stagnant and unfortunately it's gotten that way um I don't know what the solution is here for either of those playlists. I don't know how you make strikes more interesting. I don't, I don't know what you do to revamp that. Do you bring strike scoring back permanently maybe? Um, and not just like in nightfalls or during guardian games. Do you. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how you do that. I think more champions. I can't believe I'm going to say, well, I mean, like I'm talking like, I, cause I think nightfalls are, I think nightfalls are okay. Like you, you have new loot there and rotating loot every week. And every season, I think that part of the thing is, I don't, I don't know what the staff looks like on the rituals side of things, but I think that there needs to be, I'm hesitant to say there needs to be new armor every season for these activities, because I think that's just a ludicrous expectation, but maybe like every month we could get, or every season we could get a new activity is updated with armor. So, like, we get Trials Armor once a year. Well, what if the other three seasons out of the year you did Strikes, Crucible, and Gambit? Right. Um, you got in, just got into a rotation. Like, and if you remove Gambit from that, cool. You can have Iron Banner take its place then. Or, you know, if Gambit becomes a limited time event, then there you go. Um, I think there needs to be, like, some special effects for the armor, too. So, like, we should be hearing about this comp rework very soon. Comp rework is supposed to happen with Season 19, and we're, like, five weeks out and know nothing about it. Um, they may be holding that really close to the chest because, and I have a feeling we won't hear about that until the week before, because I, if it's not exactly what these players want, there's going to be an absolute meltdown, um, across socials. Like that part of what I think would add to it is what if there were, what if there were armor ornament sets you could earn in GMs or in comp? Like I mean, special cool. ornaments. I'm not I think saying it'd be cool. I don't know if you can do that every season because I don't know how sustainable that is. But like, or like, I maybe... mean, they're doing it. They're doing it for the for Eververse for the the subclasses. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I think that they've just like kind of baked in that Eververse is always going to be a thing. Like, you know, that makes them that makes yeah. them legitimate money, and it frustrates me to say it, but that's probably not going anywhere, unfortunately. Um. I think that making ornament sets for the activities like guardian games and stuff, that energy could probably be put towards doing more ritual armor instead. Um, Because I mean, we already have either that or take out the sets that are in there for each season as it is now, like not necessarily the subclass sets, but like take out um, the Fortnite sets also a different case. I feel but like, um, I'm just gonna pull one out of my ass. The uh, season of the chosen last year, we got that celestial set where it was like the yeah. constellations. What if you could earn that set through like an activity of your choosing, or and like as you like? What if they did a system like spoils almost? So I, I don't know that spoils is the way. I I think my idea is like based more along the lines of the trials armor. So like with trials armor, when you go flawless, you glow. 
Right. I remember, like, in Destiny 1, when you completed the Nightfall for the week, you got mm. that aura above you. Yeah. What if your what if your special armor, your special Nightfall armor, glowed depending on what level of Nightfall you'd completed that week? Yeah, you could. Um, or, like, I changed the glow based on, like, a special emblem that you've earned. Like, you get a special emblem for completing all the Grandmasters for that season, and, like, now whenever you wear that with your armor, you get a special glow. Yeah for that season like i think that would be a cool avenue to go um but it's clear like ghost shells and sparrows are not going to be enough to sustain challenges for these two modes and that's why i'm completely at a loss on what to do with gambit i think when it comes to like strikes you're gonna have to do some stuff for regular strikes like they need some love too or not regular strikes god i mean regular crucible you're gonna have to have some love for them but i think that obviously ignite falls obviously night falls and then into gms and on the PvP side, you have comp, you have trials, you have um, Iron Banner as the mm-hmm. other modes. And there needs to be like Iron Banner is fine in terms of the rewards. Like, I, why can't we get that for like why can't we get that in regular Crucible or in you know survival every season? Right. I do think that the ultimate way you're going to do it with survival. I've seen a lot of people say like, oh, you know the, the the best that PvP ever was was back when we were earning weapons like Recluse and Mountaintop in there. You know that you had to prove you know you had to prove you deserved them, and it's like no, because then you had the best PVE weapons, best PvP and PVE weapons locked behind having to get like this awesome score and comp, and I don't think that that was healthy for the game at all. That was mm-hmm. where you saw a lot of resentment from the larger community. That may fix your problem, but that doesn't fix the overall community resentment. Right. That would open up a whole nother can of worms that I think ultimately would lead to the game losing a lot of players if that started happening again. But I think the other conversation that needs to happen is why are things vaulted anymore? Power level doesn't matter, basically. You have to have power level to do GMs, to do trials, and to do something. I think if you just like had this like super long quest to do, to be able to play trials or comp that would probably help with the bots and the cheaters. Yeah. Um, you, you, you got, you got to do something though. And I mean, like, I, I don't think there it's outside the realm of possibility for you to sit there and say, well, we're still going to ban, you know, mountaintop recluse revoker. Like those three are definitely still going to be sunset in certain modes like we've seen that they can disable guns for certain modes before like just in pvp or like a piece of armor in pvp or a piece of armor only in pve like we've seen that happen before i and again like i don't know with spaghetti code i'm backseat developing here like is there a way you could code it to where like mountaintop recluse revoker would still be unable to be used in high-end pvp so in trials and in uh comp and that they would be unusable in, <clears throat> uh, let's say, any raid that came out within any raid or dungeon that came out within the last year or um, Grandmasters. I mean, they probably could, right? Because they they disable stuff all the time yeah. for. I, I would think like that new may be, like that may be something that like injects a little bit of health into the game. Like, hey, no more, you know, no more. I mean, obviously, sunsetting is gone, but like. I also like unvaulting everything that's not in the kiosk would just cause pandemonium because uh-huh. people would be so upset that they deleted all those roles. <laughs> um, I want to see what the legacy focusing looks like, like before I start proposing things along that line. But I think like, you know, we, then we talk about health. Uh, we talk about the health of the game and the same people who have been streaming for some of the same solutions that we just talked about 
are upset about circling all the way back to Deepstone. They're upset that Deepstone is getting updated weapons and wep and uh, perk pools. And it's like, that's going to get people to go play this again. What do you not understand about that? Like, you say you want old content worth running again. It's worth running again now. You can craft those weapons. You can go get new rolls on them. You can have some of the best rolls these guns have ever had now, along with a new origin trait, which we don't know what that is yet. We don't know what... Uh, bray uh inheritances right but like you can't say that you want things updated and they go wait no not like that like make up your mind i will take this right now i will go a step further and say that not only does this need it vault needs it last wish needs it garden needs it grasp of avarice and prophecy and duality those six activities all need this they all yeah. need to be updated like this. And I, again, I imagine that you would probably need a team dedicated to doing this if you were to pursue this. I really hope that maybe some of the Lightfall weapons team gets done early and can start working on this ahead of time. Yeah, but you I, don't think they would just move on? You don't think they would just move on to to final shape? I mean, they probably would, but uh, if you can get it like... Cause you can always you can always bump something back a month or two if you need to in terms of development. Yeah. If this helps with the long term health of the game and this is like you build this as like this is the final time we're taking a pass at these. Yeah. Then fine. Like there is no reason why dungeon weapons should not be craftable at this point. Zero reason. Zero reason why they should not be craftable. Like the old older raids and dungeons, I get it. Duality launching without crafting was bizarre. You could craft fixed odds and Epicurean, but you couldn't craft Storm Chaser. Like, you couldn't craft Unforgiven or New Purpose. Like, that's half the reason why I had to sit there and do 60 runs for a suitable Storm Chaser. Right. I... <sighs> yeah. So, uh, anyways, I don't want this to go down a crafting. I don't want to go down, like, a crafting hole because we're about to hit crap we're about to talk about crafting again like we're kind of talking about it here and we're gonna talk about it again i, I kind of want to finish the discussion up on um health of older activities like i think that would inject some health into them i don't know how you save um shattered throne or pit of heresy at this point i don't think you can yeah I really going back and either. adding like entire weapon suites to those would just be a giant kick in the dick after like five years <laughs> <laughs> I would be very upset if they came out and said, oh yeah, we have an entire suite of weapons that you can only get from the Shattered Throne or from Pit of Heresy. And I'd be like, fuck you guys. Like, I'm out of here. I'm completely and totally out of here. I'm done. Goodbye. Goodbye. D do not pass go. Do not collect $200. I'm done. <laughs> I really hope that Bungie is seeing the reactions today and... I really hope that they've seen the reactions to crafting and have decided to make the weapons in the next dungeon craftable because it's going to be rough if those weapons are not craftable in uh, December's dungeon. That's going to be rough. And like when we talk about overall health, it's not just like revamping the goals of what these playlists set out to do. It's revamping the rewards, especially because I think that most of us would be fine with running strikes and running knifles. Like I've grown so many times about, I really am tired of doing arms dealer. But oh, you know yeah. why I like Arms Dealer? Arms Dealer is a 10-minute strike. You know why I like Lake of Shadows? Lake, Sh Lake of Shadows is five minutes. I like these because I've done them so many fucking times. And I would not mind keep to keep doing them if the rewards are there. That's why I like when those are up for GMs and like a good farmable weapon is up, I'm like, okay, cool. I'll go farm these. I'll go do Inverted Spire like 10 times this week for the right weapon. 
I don't yeah. mind doing it. Like uh, Malicious Birthright is up this weekend. You better believe this weekend I'm going in and using my catch-up node and I'm doing Devil's Lair. I'm doing Fallen Saber. I'm doing Omnigool. I'm doing the three easiest GMs to try and get a good Malicious Birthright this week. <laughs> so I don't have a huge, I don't have a huge problem with what they're trying to do on the surface, but we need more. And I, that that's, that's leads me to kind of the final point, which is it is long past time for us to get a state of the game. Yeah. You are now at a point where, and I mean, maybe they're saving to do one in December, um, but we're coming up on two years since the last one. Believe it or not, the last state of the game we got was the announcement that Witch Queen was getting pushed back. And that was, oh, March 2021. March. Yeah. It was end of February, beginning of March 2021 is when we got that announcement. Yeah. And we have heard crickets since. The showcase really didn't address in PvP terms. It did not address anything for PvP. It did not address anything on the Help of Gambit or Iron Banner or Trials. And that was really, we thought we were going to see the comp rework there. Didn't get that. Understandably, that probably wasn't ready for prime time yet. Um, you think we'll get one with... Uh with the the reveal of the next season i'm hoping we do because that's when like the lightfall stuff would start ramping up and it would make sense to start talking about the stuff for that year yeah um i mean we got a preview of so many things like part of part of what would be in a state of the game i feel like we got in the showcase which is lfg is coming um loadouts are coming and things of that nature but we need more. We need you to acknowledge that the game is not in a healthy place. The last thing we heard almost two years ago was we understand that PVP is important to you guys and we want to start shifting attention to PVP like we have PVE. And well, that hasn't really happened. And that's one of the that's one of the few things that I would really like take Bungie to task on is you abandoned Gambit completely and you keep calling it a core activity, which is laughable at this point. We don't even mm -hmm. play it. We'll even play it unless we have to. I don't remember the last time I actually played Gambit, to be honest with you. I played like three matches last season to get my three or four matches to get my challenges done, and that was it. And I will probably do the same thing this season. Like I've given up on caring about the cosmetics from there. Um, I'm not even attempting to get and this is how burned out I am on those activities. And like again, reward systems would get me in there. Um I've seen a lot of people call for map voting in Crucible. Like, I mean, I don't know how hard that would be to implement. I also like fear that I would always be stuck on like one of the Mercury maps or like on maps that I've played for like eight years now, dating back to right. Destiny One. I don't really want to keep playing the same Venus slash Nessus map. Oh, you mean you don't want to re keep replaying the same map that they just changed the colors on to? No, uh, I'm so I'm so tired of short, shorts of time is like <laughs> it's triggering for me. I uh. I. Like that, that's one solution I've seen for health um, is, you know, map voting, map voting. And uh, I don't know about that. No, but, I don't. I don't think we need that. I think we just need new maps. Because I think the pro and I mean, yeah, I, I, one of the criticisms I always see is, well, there were always so many more maps when, you know, Activision was here. And it's like, yeah, three support studios were working with Bungie. They had one of those basically only making maps. High Moon, High Moon was only High Moon was only making assets and maps. Yeah. That left Bungie to basically That's why make we didn't the get raids. a good Transformers game after that. <laughs> it's it's really frustrating, and I'm really hoping that like, and then there's like this misconception that like if you your your company just got bought by for three billion dollars, what are you doing with that money? Like, 
uh, well, a nice chunk of that money is going to be distributed to the employees. Yeah. Like, we already so, know that. They, I mean, they, that, yeah. I mean, you got to retain the talent. Like, that's you got to retain the talent. A lot of that's probably going to go into recruiting even more talent. And honestly, if Bungie's a studio that's not going to be hurting for talent, but th- this is this plus, aren't they goes... open? They're still opening that, that pu- the publishing arm in, in what Amsterdam, right? Yep. Yep. So, some of that money's going there, I'm sure. Some of that money's going there. And now that we know that they're they're doing Marathon, they're still doing that game with NetEase. Like, maybe NetEase has invested on Marathon, too. Like, who fucking knows at this point? Um, they're working on, you know, another shooter set in the Destiny universe, presumably. Like, they're trying to expand into multimedia. Like, not everybody they hire is coming just to work on Destiny 2 PvP. And that's, that's both a great thing, like, for video games... Because that means we have more, like, we have more of Bungie's, like, top-class shooting to experience and, like, storytelling and whatnot. But at the same time, it's also completely maddening because we've been, like, we've been streaming this for three years at you guys. Like, I haven't really had a problem with it because I never played a ton of PvP until a couple years ago when I started playing with Johnny and Phil and those guys. And now it's like, okay, yeah, I'm like the balance is out of whack like i keep wondering what destiny could look like if you didn't have to balance it both for pvp and pve you could Mm -hmm. completely nuts with the power fantasy for pve but you could have it more dialed back for pvp and as it stands now if you were to do that that would fuck with people's builds so badly and yeah i think like i think that's the tricky line that destiny has to kind of walk and like why probably going to like heroes or something like that would probably be the better move ultimately like an apex legends yeah 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 and like i actually think like and i know they're kind of different games Mm -hmm. and whatnot but i actually think that benefited a game like outriders last year uh, of not yeah Yeah. i mean not having a pvp because then they just made you feel super powerful within hours of playing that game you know and uh i mean not that that's like the same type of game or the same quality as destiny but still they did a good job of making you feel powerful you know yeah so yeah i actually think the the hero pvp route is kind of the way to go now because i don't know i i like you said apex feels great i think you know when overwatch came out it like the hero system was really unique and interesting uh you know building off that team fortress 2 stuff and i think destiny is like the npcs in that game are kind of built for that at this point yeah i there's there's a lot that bungie needs to sit down and take a look at at this point um so I don't think we quite answered Tiger Jesus's question, and that that's fine. That was like a bigger discussion that I was wanting to have, anyways. Yeah. Um, with the Deepstone Crypt news today, let's let's move to the other one that we need to talk about. Oh, oh no. man, white phone oh, crafting. No. Um, oh no. I'm. It's no secret how I feel about weapon crafting at this point. I think they really have missed the mark on this. It's only gotten worse. Hunting yeah, red it's... borders has been a gigantic pain. So let's start with some of the pain points that we want to address. Deep sight weapons are far too common, which leads to confusion over their value and value uh, and vault stress. Where what? are they too common? So, okay. Too common? So too common for me 
means that the ones you can't craft or like the world drops that are craftable are too common because I get red borders of weapons I cannot craft every goddamn play session. I'm getting crucible guns I can't craft. I'm getting uh, weapons from Deepstone that can't be craftable. I'm getting red borders in strikes. I'm getting them in gambit. Like I under from that perspective, I understand it. But I think that is such a bullshit statement to say when so many of us have... They had to nerf two of the seasonal challenges because of this. That wanted us to level 3 weapons to level 10 and 2 to level 20 from this season because we're having such a hard time getting these. Like, if they weren't that hard to get, you wouldn't be giving us like 3 catch-up perks every season to get more frames. I don't like this. Nope, nope. My so we're already starting now. out bad. We're already starting <laughs> out bad. And like, I, I get what they're saying here, but okay. Deep sight weapons must be equipped or full current for full currency extraction, causing friction with loadouts. They've already addressed that. You don't even have to have them equipped anymore. Um, da, 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 da. Farming an encounter like Shirochi is very efficient mevel, method for leveling. Hate to break it to you. That's been a problem with the game since Shirochi was introduced. That's where we've gone for four, almost five years now to do yep. our exotic catalysts. Mm-hmm. As mentioned in Sandbox Q&A, crafted base raid weapons, outclass adept raid weapons. Yes, they do. Uh, to address these points, the team is actively working on changes coming with Lightfall. While these changes are being developed, tested, and finalized, we want to share our list of goals and strategies behind them. Goal, reduced deep stone, or <laughs> deep stone, deep sight weapon hoarding. Strategy, introduce alternate ways to earn deep sight currencies. I don't know what that looks like, but I'm a little afraid. Uh, goal, reduce bad luck and weapon recipe unlocking. That's that's honestly the worst one for me. Strategy, provide opportunities within the crafting system to allow users to deterministically choose with that what, what weapon to target. Again, don't know what that looks like. Um, yeah, no, I, I have no idea what that looks like. Uh, goal, reduce loadout stress. Strategy, reduce player incentives to equip a suboptimal deep sider crafted weapon. We've addressed half of that already. Um, but suboptimal crafted weapon god damn like maybe just like let me let bounties like maybe go towards this or something i don't know get, get, right. i can't i can't believe i'm saying this give me give me give me su- make gunsmith bounties go towards this you don't even have to change anything just make gunsmith bounties go towards these goal improve the value of weapons rewarded from master raid content and of course we know that that uh lightfall raid adept weapons will have enhanced perks and it will not be full freeform crafting um so he, <laughs> this this okay, is like gosh. this is like a half step. I feel this does not address the bigger pain point of like until you tell me what reduce bad luck and weapon recipe unlocking looks like. This doesn't fix my primary my personal primary concern with this system. It's still very very bad. It's not good, and I'm not happy about it. <laughs> I think yeah. this is bad. I need to know what it's, this. It's bad. Do you let Banshee sell some red borders each week, and you can buy like you can buy one of each from him each week or something like that? Would I be mean, a what way if he? I mean, what if he had like a like a weekend stash like Zur does sells exotic? Where's right? uh, well, what, no, you know I, I, I want like... to be for the full week because I want to know like make it like you did Arms Day in Destiny One. What's the problem oh, yeah. with that? What on on what Wednesdays, right? That was yeah, the day. Yeah, you, like... you had a full week to level these weapons up, and you didn't have to do anything to level them. You had to go like go walk around a patrol zone for a half an hour, maybe. You didn't have to take it into end game content or anything. 
like let me do let me do something like that like to get a guaranteed red border or like when i get a red border if i start leveling it up like i can level it up to like five levels and if i do that and take it apart then i get that much progress on unlocking the pattern i don't know like something needs to happen here though and i'm getting really tired of having to have this discussion like every other week it seems Every other week. Sometimes it's every week. Dude, sometimes it is every week. This is like genuine. It's only every other week this time because you missed last week. (laughs) This is the biggest like pain in the dick in the game right now for me. Like other than the other than unbalanced PvP and the fact that Gambit doesn't exist anymore. Uh, This is like this is a top three problem in the game. Yeah, this is a top three problem in this game. It's getting there. It's bad. And. I appreciate that they've taken steps to try and improve it. I fully expect a crafting 2.0 to be announced for Lightfall, and I think that's part of why they're getting some of this announced now. Why else would you tell us this, like, four months out? Yeah. Like, you're clearly prepping something, and you're wanting to, like, feel out how we feel about these changes before you go down a point of no return. Um, In the near term, we want to give players a heads up. Starting in Lightfall, weapons that cannot be crafted will no longer drop with Deep Sight. Thank fucking God! There goes one of my pain points. This will help us achieve our goal of reducing deep sight weapon hoarding and help alleviate some stress on your vaults. Players who currently have these weapons in their inventory should complete their deep sight objectives and extract their resonant elements before February 28th to avoid the loss of elements. You did something. <laughs> you did. Our expectations were low, but holy shit. Uh, that's about, I feel like that meme right now. <laughs> this no. is just. <sighs> Which one, the Leonardo DiCaprio clapping one, the slow clap? <laughs> um, no, there, there. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to send you one. It's uh, it's just this guy holding up a sign. It's like our our expectations were low, but holy fuck, um, <laughs> that's about how I feel right now with this. Like, okay, well, you you have some goals, and I agree with your goals. I agree with the four goals listed out here. Totally agree with them. And you're addressing a fifth pain point that I think a lot of us have, which is that weapons that drop like i can't tell you how many red border funnel webs i've gotten and you can't craft funnel webs so quit giving me red borders of it i already expressed how mad i am about playlist weapons being dropped as red borders like just stop we don't want it (laughs) right unless i can actually craft it like it nothing feels stupider than getting a trials of osiris weapon that's a red border yeah it's pretty dumb that's pretty dumb. There needs to be a knockout system for things that I've already crafted. Like, hey, once, and I've said that before too. Like, hey, once I craft something, stop giving me red borders of it. I clearly don't need them anymore. I clearly don't. Like, just stop. Stop giving them to me. Like, when I'm trying to go after a seasonal objective of getting all the patterns, once I've gotten all of those, I should not be get. Like, I should not continue getting the sidearm this season. I have been keeping a running tally i have gotten over a dozen red bordered sidearms this season what yes that is the one i keep getting above all else and let me tell you something i crafted this sucker about six weeks ago that's insane and i keep getting red borders i can't get them to drop for other weapons but i can get them to drop for that uh, still of course not. why would you shit submachine gun why would i mean why would you want other weapons josh Man, I don't know. I was like, God, is Bungie like trying to tell me something? Like, damn, I know this is like an OP gun, but and I probably wouldn't have crafted one. I had a god roll from my first second. I had a, I had the volt shot. Well, I had volt shot feeding frenzy. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good with not getting uh, any more rolls on this. Then I went and crafted it because, well, I want the enhanced version of those perks. Right. Um, 
any anything else on craft? I'm sure we'll be back talking about crafting in like another week or two. No, it's just look when when the Witch Queen was announced, right? And we were kind of like <clears throat> excited, but also I remember talking about how like this could be really good or really bad for the game, right? Yeah. And then and it it still feels like it's leaning kind of. I like don't think it's been good or bad. I think I think. Yeah, I just I haven't really engaged with it a, a lot just because like I don't the red border thing is just dumb. Yeah. I think you should I think there's got to be a better way than just getting red borders, right? There's got to be a better way. You know. Yeah. There there there's got there's got to be something. I don't have the answer, but there's there's just got to be there's got to be a different way to do this because the red border system and just getting duplicates. I mean, the fact that you got that many <laughs> red border, yeah. like red border sidearms, is ridiculous. That's that's ridiculous. That's that's I don't know. It's dumb, and I'm yeah. So that's I I don't have anything else to say because I'm just gonna get mad. Yep. Uh, okay. Let's let's talk St- Stadia and Destiny two. Stadia. Uh, we don't have a long-term plan. We have a short one. At this time, all players who have their main characters on Stadia should set up cross-save within our platform so they don't lose access to their characters on January 18th. Stadia players who enable cross-save will be able to use their characters on link platforms after Stadia shuts down. If you do not set up cross-save by January 18th, you will lose access to characters, items, emblems, Bungie.net accounts, and Eververse purchases, such as access to season passes. After January 18th, players with Stadia as their active characters should not deactivate cross-save for any reason. Doing so will result in a complete loss of character. So um, I do I do know that we have we have at least one Guardian who listens to the show who uses Stadia as their primary platform. Do this if you have not done it, but mm. especially follow that, that last little sentence there. Do yeah. not deactivate cross-save for any reasons. Um I like I have it as an alternate mode on mine and I'm a little afraid to deactivate it myself. Yeah, I mean if you have Stadia activated at all on your account, yeah. I would I would advise not doing anything with it until Bungie deactivates it themselves. Yeah, be, Bungie is going to have my... to go in and probably extract it from the back end. Um yeah. so good luck. Um yeah. Bungie bounties. Bungie bounties are coming back. Cool. These have been a thing that have been around for, you know, years and years and years. Um, yeah. I'm not even going to bother getting into a bungee bounty because so few of us will ever get a chance to even be able to get them. Like all the all the time frames are a little wonky here uh, between 5 a.m. Uh-huh. Pacific and 7 p.m. Pacific uh, for the most part. Um, and only one of them is after seven or seven p.m. or later. All the others are like in the middle of the day, which is really bizarre. I don't understand that at all. Um, and they're all on weekdays. This is just, this is weird. I've never been a fan of Bungie Bounty, and it's getting worse. <sighs> uh, I think that's Good. it for the Twab. Yeah, I mean that wasn't that Twab wasn't too bad. That wasn't too bad. Right. It did lead me into a long-winded rant, but yeah. Um, oh, hey, that's why I was coherent. Uh, damage wrote it this week. Um, <sighs> Ouch! I'm trying to figure out where I want to. Where do I? Where do I want to take this next? I, I'm very. I'm very frustrated. The Mavs game just went to overtime, and I'm not happy about it. Um, mm. Speaking of sports, the Cavs are good. 
shut. I don't spoilers. I don't want to talk about. I don't want to talk about good teams without one of our four all stars. <laughs> talk about it. Mavs shitted away two games they shouldn't have lost. Um, let's let's do let's do listener questions first. Let's do, yeah, let's, let's do, do that. questions first before we uh before we dive into lore corner. Um, yeah. Zao Ambrosia writes in and goes, what would be a new mask you'd want for next year's Festival of the Lost? Space Grandma. How have we not gotten a Space Grandma mask? I mean, honestly. I know. I know. I feel like they I feel like they'll do that like the final year that they do the masks. They'll give us a grandma yeah. mask. Um, yeah. I'd like a grandma one. Um we got a uh, cell shaded Titan one a couple years ago. Where are my uh, cell? Did we ever get a Cade mask? Where's my Cade six? Where's my Cade six mask? I think I. Now I gotta look it up because I think we did, but I don't think we got one in Destiny two. We definitely had one in Destiny one. I think um, we maybe have like just a generic XO one. Maybe. Let's see here. Um, no, no, we've we we have not. I mean, I feel like I feel like Cade and the Witness are like two like layups here. Yeah, I'd really. I bet like a Cade mask. I bet a Cade mask comes on like the an anniversary of his death, like a maybe fifth anniversary or something. Yeah, next year will be the fifth anniversary, so maybe we get it next year. The Witness, uh, I would like that one next year, but I feel like that won't be in until after um, the final shape is out, so that nobody is wearing it in like the cutscene of his death. So we don't have yeah. another Aldrin moment, right? Mm. Um, but that would be about it. Like, I wanna, I wanna see what they have next year. Uh, a Rolk mask would be nice. Yeah, I would take a Rolk mask. Really what can't a, believe uh, that wasn't in here. Wait, we got a we got a uh what's her face? Title. Title mask this year, right? We got a bread one too, which I was very happy about. Yeah, that's funny. Um and then uh Zhao also writes in uh, God, Zhao's got a couple of questions. Um since I asked about fries last time, I gotta do your top five burgers. Top five burgers. Oh man. Speaking of burgers, Josh, you know what I'm gonna be eating in nine days don't you nine days oh you're you're going to the earl yeah i am for I review out, I, was like, I was like i was like there's like not a burger what are you talking about no no i wasn't talking about burgers oh, dude i'll take earl. an earl sandwich over a burger any day i'm gonna be i'm gonna be honest with you earl sandwich one, um, of, our, one of our earliest listeners yeah yeah, they follow us. They still follow us somehow. I know. I know. They liked one of my tweets the other day. I, it wasn't even about Earl's sandwich either. It was cool. I felt special. Um, full review of a few Earl of Sandwich sandwiches, Josh, coming to the Tower Casuals YouTube channel. Coming soon. All right. All right. <laughs> All right, Corey. Do you have t- do you have five burgers for me? Man, um, so I enjoy, you know what I, you know what I do enjoy, Josh, is a good junior bacon cheeseburger from Wendy's. I see. I I was, I was debating if I was going to go with the junior double stack or if I was going to go with the Dave's double. Hmm. 
I mean, it is doubles a classic. As far as like a fast food burger goes, like something I can just like sit in a drive through and get it. A Wendy's burger is pretty up there for me. Yeah. Um, the restaurant I used to work at had a, had a burger called the Texas burger. Mm -hmm. That was pretty good. It was, it was Chipotle mayonnaise with, uh, onion ring on it and, uh, some jalapenos and, and crispy bacon. That's, I'm always a fan of that. Um, man, top five burgers. What? I'll, I'll you, go ahead and throw, some, I'll, I'll throw some of mine out there. I'll throw Do some of mine out there. You have five burgers? Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the. I'm gonna go with the uh, the uh, double stack from Wendy's. I, I'm not even. Gonna, I'm gonna. Guess, I'm not even gonna say the burger. I'm just gonna say the chain. Bake this quicker. So I'm gonna go Wendy's. I'm gonna go Five Guys. As insanely overpriced as it is, I had Five Guys for the first time in like a year and a half over the weekend, and it was just. It was magical, but I was like, this is not worth like 12 bucks hmm. um when i can go get something that tastes like pretty damn good from wendy's and get a whole ass meal for less than that um yeah. i'm going to say i mean i'm from texas so i like whataburger a lot but specifically the whataburger ba- uh, breakfast burger i want to make that abundantly clear to anybody listening to this i do not oh, like man regular i do love it a... mm. But that breakfast burger. I do love a good breakfast burger. Man, that is that is the stuff of kings. If you've not heard my talk about the Whataburger breakfast burger, it is a burger with a fried egg with uh, two types of cheese on it and with uh, creamy pepper sauce and hash browns. And it is just, I'm sure I'm going to die an early death from eating these, but it's okay because it's worth it. Uh, I'm gonna say In and Out. If you get a double double from In and Out, cool. Um, my fifth one. God, this is really hard. Yeah, because I'm I'm, that's what I'm say, saying. Like, I'm not gonna say like McDonald's. Brahms is so ridiculously hit and miss. I can't say them. Um, hmm. Again, I just I Shake Shack. Hmm. That's what I'm. I'm gonna go with Shake Shack. Hmm. I like Shake, Shake Shack, Shack huh? a lot. Hmm. Shake Shack is good, but it's also like ridiculously pricey. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, I think I think my five. Okay, so I really like the queso burger from Chili's. Is that a where thing? They- yeah, it's where they shove a bunch of like quesadilla toppings on a burger. I was unaware of this. Okay. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. I I really enjoy that. I really, really enjoy that. I enjoy the California burger at Red Robin. Oh, I do like Red Robin. Mm, I like dude, to get the uh, the tavern. I like to get the tavern, uh, the tavern double there. Yeah, big that's fan. Also very big fan. Um, junior bacon cheeseburger from Wendy's. I do enjoy that. I will have to say. Uh, the the Texas burger from where I used to work is was is is a fan favorite, and uh, there was another there was another burger at Chili's that I really liked too. Um, <laughs> the old timer, yeah, the old timer. Uh, uh, they had they used to have like this breakfast burger at Chili's too, but it wasn't like breakfast. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, the old timer is just like a plain burger, which is hilarious. Um, and then I also like the uh, oh, that Santa Fe burger at Chili's is also pretty good. So, I would say those are my top five. Here's the thing: I've so I've never been to In and Out. I've never been to Five Guys. You've and, never been to Five Guys? Uh uh-uh. uh. And there's one like three seconds from here. Like Corey. I could. Well, okay. You basically have to go into debt getting Five Guys. So, like, it's it's insanely expensive. Yeah, I mean that's and fair. I, it's good, but it's not that good, you know. Yeah. It was fine, and they've raised the price by like four bucks since I was in there last. And it's already it was already expensive. Uh, does yeah. that do it? Does that do it for burgers? Can I move on to the next question? I think so. Let's go to the next question. Yeah, Let's I think we question. Need five. Let's go to the next question. Uh, we already answered Tiger Jesus's. Uh, Z9 Pillbug writes in and asks if you could Ooh. have either an interceptor or a pike in game to summon instead of a sparrow, which would you rather have? It's a pike. Was that it's interceptor that big tank that was in Destiny yeah, One for a while? Uh, it's the, it's the little cabal tank. It's the thing that you shoot the scions out of in, uh, what you call it? Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, Pike. Come on. Pike. Uh, and if you could have one in real life instead of a car, which would it be? Uh, it, it would 100% be my Jotun Sparrow. Um, it would be my Jotun Sparrow straight up. I mean, I do have the I do have the Polar Express train sparrow from oh last. Oh my god, winter. I hate you so much. I love it so much, except it's so bulky that like it just runs into things because it doesn't turn well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been driving the go kart sparrow, the go kart tiny sparrow. I've really been like driving that. that lately too. I really like that sparrow. I think that's the one I'm going to choose. All right. Um. T7 Fox Warrior goes, uh, seeing as how we're preparing a fleet of combined forces, uh, Fallen, Cabal, and the Guardians, we now have a catch added to our arsenal on top of ships like the Helm. Why don't we add former Cabal ships from the Red War that are currently located on Earth, such as the Ouroboros Vectura? Um, so I actually, I, I have a fun proposition here. I think that actually will join the fleet. Um, mm-hmm. If and when we have to evacuate Earth, I think that uh, it would be poetic if Hawthorne commanded the ship and flew it in. Uh, that would be partially hilarious to me. Uh, that yeah. is just chilling there. And like, for anybody saying like, oh, Josh, what about the strike? The strike still exists. It exists in that point in time because Cade still narrates it. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Bring it's it on. Fine. I want to have that ship. I did not even think about this until you wrote in, Fox. I it's really like theory. this. I like it. I like this. I like Can it. that be my flagship? Like, I'm just, I'm asking for a friend. Would you yeah, rather sure. have the helm, the pirate catch from this season, or <laughs> Brockus Zahn's rotting corpse on your flagship? Oh, man. As That's, your uh... flagship. <laughs> I'm going with the Brockus Zahn one. Did you see how many fucking tanks are in that loading bay? Well, yeah, man. I'm going I'm going with the Ouroboros Victura if I get a tank to myself. Yeah, let's do it. Let's let let's let's take it. I want I witness. want to be able to drive one of those stupid cabal tanks. That's what I want. What if what if Space Grandma just drove it in? 
Dude, if Space Grandma drove in and had like uh, like a Rambo style like headband and bandolier on, that would be like the greatest <laughs> scene in the entire series. The scarf that's around her neck, she just ties it around her head instead. Oh my, she's got like fucking war paint on. Yeah. Oh my god, like we have to evacuate the city. And we're like, oh no, Grandma died again, <laughs> and we come back. The- she's like leading the resistance. <laughs> These are the shaders you didn't buy for me in Destiny One. Yeah, in my war paint now. <laughs> Oh my god. She's got like <laughs> emblems plastered on her. Yeah, tattoos. Her arms are like she, the she's, got fucking, just her she's got fucking tattoos all over her. <laughs> would you ra- Bastion writes in and asks, <laughs> would you rather have a hundred more vault spaces or a hundred new weapons? Oh my gosh. I'm gonna go a hundred new weapons. And now here's the wild thing you may be going, Josh, that's gonna overload your vault. That's gonna that's gonna make you delete things. Uh good. Because yeah. uh, y'all keep insisting that this is a loot-based game. Y'all ever yeah. played Borderlands? You don't have this much space to save stuff in Borderlands. Yeah. Or in Outriders or anything like that. Like, bring it on, man. Give me 100 guns. I, I want to see the absolute meltdown from streamers on camera over this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would, think I would, I would rather have 100 that. more guns, too. Just because, like, dude, no offense, but I've been using some of these guns for, like, I don't know. Like eight years. years. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, I mean, exotics. Yeah. Eight years. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I love hard light, but that was my first exotic in destiny one. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I, I, I would like something new, you know? So, I agree. Although I will just keep outbreak perfected on forever. As long as it's good. So God, outbreak perfected. It's so good. It's so God, good. It's so good. You know what other gun I started using a lot now, by the way, is uh, Dead Man's Tail. I knew it was good, but I finally finished I the Dead Catalyst, Man's. and I'm yeah. just like, hmm. big fan, one. big big fan of Dead Man's over here. Big fan. Uh, Zhao, Zhao Zhao had another question, uh, which I missed earlier. Uh, in the universe of Destiny, what do you think is their equivalent of major sports? We know soccer would be one since it was on the farm, but how about others? Totally could see Titans playing football. I think the Titans play rugby more than anything. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, I think you got to have something that's more universal than than football. I mean, the NFL is huge. I mean, they they watch Sparrow yeah. Racing League. Yeah. Then we yeah. know that they have like big ass screens to watch that and like the Guardian games and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we we need to find the bookie and ask him. Yeah, bookie, what sports did Guardians play before? <laughs> Everything I is so I hard. definitely imagine the Hunters like playing drinking games. Yeah, that makes sense. Like Zavala like, probably does like pro bass fishing. Oh God. <laughs> um, and then that's uh, just funny to just watching him wade out into the water and do some fly fishing. With dude, I, I really on. hope he has like the big like waders on. Yeah. <laughs> um, our final question. That's actually just what's under his armor. <laughs> just the just the waders, and oh then he puts his God. armor back on. Uh, our final question tonight, and uh, this is this is one that I, I think is going to take a little bit of a longer answer. Uh, Joasis wrote in. We, there was a, there was a discussion going on in this in Discord today, and I deliberately stayed away from it because I kind of wanted to share my own thoughts on this. Uh, question for tonight's show: How much of the Twitter complaining about the game do you guys find valid compared to whiny people just complaining to complain? Oh man. Okay, strap in everyone. Uh, can I, I can I say one thing because yes, I know you you're can about say to go one off thing. on a, go ahead. On a rant. 
Yes. I I ju- I think I think some of the things that people on Twitter complain about are valid, but the yes. way they complain about it hurts my brain. Yeah. That's all I have to say. Um, you can continue. I you mean, can that, go on your rant now. No, that that that's that's pretty much where I am on this too. I think that it's really silly that every little thing gets complained about and gets over scrutinized. I understand yeah. being upset about certain things like the state of PvP. We should be upset about that. Crafting, we should be upset about that. Um outlying weapons that are like super strong in a certain mode, I can understand being upset about that. But I think that like today you had people complaining just to complain about the bungee bounty. And that's that's an example of something like okay, this is absurd. Y'all are upset because you're you're already extremely slim chance to win this emblem and you can't get out. There are people legitimately having meltdowns over the fact that they may not be able to earn this emblem. And I'm like, guys, it's 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 a couple pixels in a video game. You're going to be okay, I promise you. I promise you will be okay. Yeah. And I don't I don't understand I don't understand this team. I, I don't understand this fan base at times because it's just maddening to sit there and watch like for every valid complaint that we have, we have other complaints. Like the same people who were upset about teammates leaving at the beginning of the season are now upset that they themselves cannot leave. And it's like, oh, so you were doing this, but you're complaining anyways. Um, things like that really frustrate me to see. Um, I think complaining about like again every little thing is just there. There are a lot of people who complain just to complain. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you something that may help me find my peace with the community, with the larger community of the game. Not obviously, you know, our community that we have, but the larger community was just that there's so much complaining. And I eventually just started muting a lot of destiny terms. I unfollowed most of the content creators that I follow outside of like, I follow maybe a dozen of them that I think like largely have not good vibes, but like have constructive criticism to the game. Um, And it's not just complaining to complain. Like it's a bunch of people. A lot of, a lot of the accounts I see complaining the most are people who have like 100, 200 followers and have like their age in their profile like they're somewhere between the age of like 18 and 22 so they haven't really grown up yet and they want to go oh fuck bungie for this oh bungie i can't believe you did this like oh make a competent game you idiots like man you kids really don't remember like bungie's glory days do you you really like you're too you are too young if you're 18 and complaining about this game you're too young to remember destiny one and right. the really rough path. You're almost too young, probably, to remember how D2 was at launch. Like, it's it's just one of those things. Like, I think you have to consider the source a lot of the time. And it's just, it's completely maddening. I don't, I don't get the ridiculous amount of complaining that there has been from parts of this community. It's, I stopped going to Destiny the Game on Reddit and instantly, like, I was happier playing the game. Um, also like a lot of these people don't seem to understand that there are other games in the universe that you can play. Like this is the time point in time in the season where a lot of people start taking breaks yep. where we're all like kind of fanning off the player things. I mean, like, I'm going to get off here tonight and I'm going to eat dinner and I'm going to play some modern warfare too, because it unlocked tonight. I'm going to play modern mm-hmm. warfare too tonight. Cool. I'm going to go the next month. I mean, I'm, I've been playing, I've been playing near automata and it's a nice change of pace. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I've been I've been playing, you know, I'm going to play COD. I played through the campaign last week and I look forward to playing some multiplayer. God of War comes out in about two and a half weeks. I look forward to playing that. 
Um, what else is coming out soon? Um, Pokemon is coming out. Uh, Callisto Protocol, High on Life, Pentiment, um, Crisis Core is coming out. I think Midnight Suns is still coming out? Question mark. Like uh, December, it's supposed to. Yeah, we'll see if it's still happening. Supposedly, um, there there's a lot of stuff out though that's like worth playing. Like, hey, you know, fan out and play other things. Like next season, I plan on taking it really casually. Like, I enjoyed doing the story beats this season. I feel like they could have been done in about half the time, and we could have done a lot more here. But it was nice to have a season that didn't take itself like super seriously. I didn't have to grind out like story missions every week. I didn't have to go do that dumbass public event. I actually enjoyed. Right. I would have enjoyed Catch Crash more if there were more maps for it. But I get why you don't put a ton of effort into that. I totally get it. The expeditions were fun until I realized I had to like sabotage my teammates constantly to earn the seal. And I don't I don't know. I think that this is this is one of those things that's indicative of if you're feeling really frustrated with the larger community for the game, um, I would say just remember who you interact with on Twitter and on reddit and stuff that does not represent the entire player base that represents maybe like 15 to 20 percent of it yeah. like a lot of us are just like silently enjoying the game and like yeah just because we're not running around outraged doesn't mean that we're not frustrated with how certain things are in the game as you've been able to hear in our voices tonight you know there's legit there's legitimate concerns with the game and mm-hmm. i don't have all the solutions but i don't think that the people complaining have them either I yeah. so a few of them do. Like I saw several of the, several PvP streamers are very excited. There's some new game coming out, and they're like, "Oh, they're promising no skill based matchmaking. It's like it's all competitive." And I'm like, I don't know how you plan on doing that, but okay, have fun. Like, yeah, cool. I've, GGs, man. GGs. The, yeah, yeah. You you do you, man. Like, um, cool. But if you came in, if you've come in and you're expe- and you're mad because this game is not offering a true competitive experience, I want to know what destiny you've been playing for four years you know well not right. four years i want to know what destiny you've been playing since destiny one because it's never been right. like trials was essentially comp in d1 and that became unplayable by rise of iron i and i don't i don't play on pc so i can't really speak to this i've seen a lot of complaints about like cheating and there's always videos of cheaters floating around and stuff and like yeah it's pretty clear that bungie needs to like improve their uh, cheat detection software like they need to do something else with it um, yeah i don't know like you need to make a verified account or something I don't, I don't know how you do any of that like yeah i've long been a proponent that um if you get like banned in a game like that for griefing or for cheating it should just ban your it honestly it should ban your gamer tag or your psn name or your steam id like yeah you should be banned from playing online period at that point like because you chose right. to cheat in a video game and it really isn't that serious, but you are impacting business. Like, I don't know. Maybe that's too extreme, but like, no, I, 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 say all that to, I say all that to say that the complaining around the game has just gotten to an absolutely mind boggling degree lately. And there needs to be, there needs to be something that happens. We need to see, we need to see something change. Um, yeah. And I don't know what that is, but this is this is a community that, up until probably like the last year or so, I was like, man, this is a this is a really like solid community. And I think just the issues with PvP have exacerbated things. Obviously, there's a perceived there's a perception, and I don't think it's necessarily entirely wrong. Regardless of the explanation that we get, there's a perception that streamers and content creators directly impact the direction of the game. 
Um, and I think that more of those content creators need to take their own advice and understand that, well, you know, when they say, you know, oh, they're never going to balance the game around me. No, they're not. And you guys, like, we need you to actually accept it instead of just saying that. Like, you need to make sure that your viewers understand, like, they're going to do what's best for the overall health of the game. And right now, what's best for the overall health of the game is fixing PvP. That'll yeah. get most of the people complaining off your back. But that's going to require a lot of time. Look how long it took to fix PvE. Right. You know, we had basically three seasons that were washed trying to do that. We've had a lot more time than that to fix PvP. And I, I don't know what you do. Like, do you, I think you need to put that other PvP game on hold until you can get this into a healthy place. You know? Uh, but I, I digress. I My thing, I, ju I just would go through and, like, if I see people mindlessly complaining about things, I'm just like, mute, 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 mute because it's made my Twitter experience a lot healthier. And I think, like, just not not interacting with Destiny Twitter a lot. There there was a good comparison that uh, the Destiny community is starting to turn out, like, comic book communities or, like, the Star Wars community did. And I think the Star Wars community one is, like, really, really good, actually. And that's a great comparison. That was a that was a community that always had problems with gatekeeping. Yeah. Even before the prequels. And it really, it really ratcheted up between the prequels and the sequel trilogy in that time frame. And now, I mean, you look at it and now it's, it's completely, like I, Star Wars is my favorite franchise ever and I can't interact with anything online anymore. I'm in two discords that are super tame and right. super respectful. Like I don't, I don't go on Twitter. I don't go on Reddit and discuss those things anymore because it's just not worth doing for my own like mental health. Right. And that would be, that would be my advice here. Like just, yeah, there's always going to be people in a community to complain about absolutely everything. This is this is one of those communities that is not immune to that. So, so there are some valid complaints, and I would say like if it's about the way like the game works, like it's probably a valid complaint. But there are other complaints that's just like this is totally unfounded. So, hmm. anything else to add, Corey? Nope, nothing, nothing. You know that we All haven't right. already said. We're gonna read one. We're gonna read a quick lore corner, and then we're gonna get because this episode has gone really long. Um, at least I feel like it's going really long. Uh, it is from Between Stolen Stars, number eight. Here always, it's the final piece of the puzzle that we have here uh, in this yeah. season. Uh, the console went dark. The message had ended. Aramis knew there would not be another. Come home, Aramis. Aramis closed her eyes. The words settled into the Kel's thoughts. They were heavy, sharp. She felt herself bleed with them. She had begged for death in the moment that Misrax's blades were at her throat, and his mercy was a deeper wound than any. If it was reopened now, by the kindness of a child. Aramis remembered her home. Her home was Reese, devastated by the great machine. Her home was Aetheris, her mate, sleeping in a ship long since departed from this system. Her home was her hatchlings at her mate's side. Aramis remembered watching them grow and molt, how they had chittered their delight and looked to her with their wide, luminous eyes. She would give her house to see those eyes again. But the brightness she had seen in Ido's eyes was a wide, blinding terror, not only of the hive, of her. Come home, Aramis. Aramis lived. She lived, and she knew what the Elixni had lost. The dream of New Reese was delicate and beautiful. Aramis had held it in her hands close to her chest for so long. She knew now that she had smothered it. In all her violence, in all the death that followed her, she had curled her hands into fists. The dream of a new Reese would have died with Ido if she had been left to the hive in their putrid light. But Ido did not know Reese, and neither did her father. They could look beyond that loss. Aramis, come home. 
Aramis knew she would never see anything but terror in another eyes. Aramis knew that the Elixir would find a new home with Ido. Aramis knew there was no place for her in it. This is a really sobering look at one of the villains in the series because it really kind of changes the way that you see beyond light. I think when you read this and yeah. kind of changes the way you see the season, like, yes, she was woken up by the witness and sent to go find these artifacts and things like that. And I do think that she was used. I do think that the witness probably meant for us to find these artifacts and do something with them. I suspect that that's part of his game. Um, but this kind of Aramis is, yeah, she's a bad person. She's a totally bad person. Oh yeah. You know? But she did everything she did with good intentions. It's not like orcs and Crota who just came in and like murdered half the galaxy. And I think that's one of the things that Destiny's done really well is nuanced antagonists. You know, mm-hmm. you look at Keitel when Keitel was introduced to the story, was an antagonist and then became, you know, a reluctant ally and then a full fledged ally by the events of the Witch Queen. You know? Right. You look yeah. at Spider, who was an antagonist, you know, towards Crow and now is seemingly helping rebuild the Elixni, you know? Kind of helping lead them with Ethrax, and we'll see how long that alliance lasts. Right. You know, yeah. Mm. You see Sabathu well. and everything that she did. <laughs> yeah, she's totally evil, but she did it to try and protect the Traveler. She's convinced that she's the only one who can protect the Traveler. And if that means she has to wipe out humanity to do it, she's got to do it. You know, she yeah, she doesn't even care about wiping out humanity. You know, if she has to kill us to get to the Traveler, she will. And those are all things that I think we have to keep in mind. Is like Destiny has gone from oh, murderous, murderous bad guys to, you know, let's think about this. Even Gaul, even Gaul. Gaul came with the intention of taking the Traveler and yeah, that meant extinguishing us because he he only did that because he felt we were unworthy. He thought we were unworthy to wield the power of the light and that he should be the one wielding it. You look yeah. at Callus, how Callus kept trying to raise us up. And we're like, oh, well, you know, maybe he's not too bad. And then we find out, oh no, he's actually a psychopath. And, uh, you know, disappears and comes back as a disciple. They're not fully, well, Callus is probably fully evil, but like Keitel and <laughs> Aramis, like there's still, I think there's still a piece of Aramis's puzzle to come into place. And I don't know, I've believed for a while that I thought that Aramis would be an antagonist uh, in this story, that she would become like an Elixni disciple or something. Yeah. I think that if you don't do a dungeon on Europa, maybe even as early as next season, she's no longer an antagonist. I think she comes back and reluctantly allies herself with us. Basically yeah. like the enemy of my enemy is my, similar to how we kind of yeah. feel like Sabathun or Zivu or Wrath may do eventually. Like the enemy of my enemy is my friend and then we can all get back to killing each other later. You know, yeah. for right now, we got to get this thing done. She's never yeah. going to be firmly in the camp like Mithrax and Kaido are with us. Yeah. But... I think there's still a part for Aramis to play, even if it means that she ends up sacrificing herself. I could see her sacrificing herself to save the Elixni Quarter. You know, to save, uh, begrudgingly, to save Mithrax and Ida. Yeah. But I also feel like that may be part of what Spider has left. I would also not be shocked at the same time if we end up having to kill her in a dungeon. But I think the, the fight, I think fighting her is probably past after you read this. Like she has, she has regret. She has regret for a lot of things she's done. And I think that's the first step similar to Mithrax. That's the first step mm-hmm. is having regret. And yeah. they have this dream because they've never been there and they want to create a new home. 
she's one of the very few alive that still remembers Reese. Like, she is basically, like, a great-grandmother at this point in terms of, like, Elixney age. So I see, I could see her going out in a blaze of glory, you know, like, Mm -hmm. ramming her catch into one of the pyramids or something. Like, you know, maybe, like, evacuation of Earth is happening and, you know, when you think all is lost, suddenly she shows up. Like, you've got yeah. Warsats raining down, and then she, like, rams, she sends, like, her her catches or her ships on, like, suicide runs to blow up the Witness's fleet to give us time to evacuate the Elixney Quarter or something. Like, there are a lot of things right. that can happen here, and I think the only thing that goes forward from here is you have two options. Either you kill her, or you redeem her through a death. Those are your two options. Yeah, I, th- I feel like you gotta redeem her through a death at this point. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing. I, like, I it's cliche, but I don't think it's a bad thing. Yeah, because I just I feel like we have our Lixney allies already in Mithrax and probably Spider and Ido. That like, mm-hmm. are you really gonna add like a fourth one? You know, I, Unless, I don't think I'm, there's it, anything wrong with adding a fourth one, but I do think that like, you know, she's she's gonna die, just straight. Yeah, up. yeah. I mean, my initial thought would be like. I almost thought maybe like you could redeem her by her sac- uh, for maybe Mithrax sacrificing himself to save her. And then she would become like good to, and like help raise Ido the rest of the way or whatever, mm-hmm. or teach her or whatever. Like that was something I thought about too. Uh, but I think, I don't know. I think she's got to go, but like in a redeeming way this time, you know, just because like the other way is, too much too much like Savathun and previous things you don't want to do the same thing too many times no we no that, and we I, I think you have to make already. a choice here are you going to do it with her or are you going to do it with Savathun like Savathun has already been resurrected by a ghost why would we do it again with Aramis yeah if any of our former enemies turned allies deserve to have a friendly ghost res them it's Keitel at this point Keitel yeah. I think Keitel has more than earned it Aramis hasn't quite put in the legwork yet and like we all have, obviously, Mithrax pegged as the one who's going to be the one resurrected. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm still holding to that. I still think that happens. Yeah. But. All right. Yeah. I think that's going to well, do it, Corey. Get us out of here. Yep. All right. Yep. Uh, yeah. I want to thank everybody for watching and are listening to this episode of Tower Casuals. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Tower Casuals. Join our Discord. Uh oh, Josh, do you want to pick a winner of the Oh, I do need the... to pick a winner. Yes, let me let me pull up the names again. Let me pull up the names again so that I uh I can see them myself. I should be able to get on Discord on my phone without crashing my network. Are you sure? Oh, uh, we're gonna find out. If I suddenly go quiet, something happened. Um, man. Hmm. I don't know. I thought Shahan's fanboy was pretty good. Shahan's fanboy is pretty good, but um, I am going to go with the blunderbuss bamboozler, Chroma Architect. Ooh, Chroma Architect. We're choosing you this week. Yes, the blunderbuss bamboozler. I love that. That's a good one. That's a very good one. I'm very excited for that one. Remember, everybody, we have one more week to, uh, you know, do the do the whole thing so get your nicknames in get your nicknames get in. your so you nicknames get that sweet in. silver pack yes i i really I, uh, really like that one this week 
Yeah, that's a good one. We had some good ones this week. You know, that second week, you know, they were good, but not as good as the first week. But no, we came back strong this week, guys. So let, let's finish let's finish this contest up strong. Hit us up on the Discord. Go to the contest channel. Leave your nicknames there. Josh, as always, thank you for your time tonight. Glad you're back. No problem. I'm I'm glad to be back. I needed needed a mental health reset last week, and I'm I'm glad that I took it. I'm glad that I uh, took some time. We need myself. one of those every once in a while, you know. I do. I do. Um, I think I've missed like one episode the entire time that we've done this show, and that was to take a vacation earlier this year. So, um, yeah, two and a half years of doing this, and I've missed one show. I, I was due for a break. So yeah, yeah. And Corey Where will be we taking you, a break Josh? here uh, in two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good time. I'm gonna be reviewing blue and green milk. I'm gonna be reviewing some sandwiches. What about Ronto reviewing, wraps? Yeah, reviewing the breakfast and the lunch oh, Ronto the, wraps. The breakfast one is king. Yeah, the uh, the spicy chicken waffle sandwich. I'll be reviewing that. Oh. So. God, you're eating everything that I really want right now. Uh, you can find yeah. me on Twitter at Josh underscore Finn, two ends. We can find me, obviously, in the Discord. Uh, we're having conversations about not just Destiny. We're talking about uh, other multiplayer games. I know myself Marvel and Snap. me, Nerd, and uh, Phil, a good old Citizen Scum, have been really into uh, Marvel Snap lately. We've been, we've been snapping it up for the last week. Uh, of course, you know, a bunch of us are, are doing Fortnite and Overwatch matches right now. Uh, I'll be playing some Modern Warfare 2 uh, if anybody wants to get some rounds in. I'm not very good, but uh, I'm down to play. It's my first time playing COD in about a decade, but I really wanted a different multiplayer game to play than just Destiny and Fortnite. So uh, hit fair. me up. We'll, we'll get some rounds in. We, uh, we've we kind of eased off on the raiding and the dungeoning, I think, as we approach towards the end of the season. I think we're all kind of, okay, we're, we're getting into the routine of we're going to take a break. But with, yeah. the, uh, with Deepstone being revamped and with... Uh, a new dungeon on the horizon next season. Uh, I expect we'll be popping again over the holidays. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, I took a couple weeks off from raiding. We are, I'm taking a cr- crew through Val disciple tomorrow, but nice. Uh, nice. Uh, we did run some uh, duality. I got the sword. Let me tell you nice. that. So uh, Joasis took us through shout out to him. I want to, uh, Oh, you can follow me at I am Corey HD on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching and or listening. And until next time, Guardians, we love you. Goodbye. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.